0: And we thank God for just his presence being here. Thank God for all of you all being here today. You could have gone anywhere else, but I'm so glad God led you this way. I believe his leading you this way um, is purposeful. And I would invite you, ask you to um, just open your hearts and your minds. This is a safe place, a safe time to open your hearts and minds to receive from him today. Um, God is very specific in what he's speaking in these last, um, few days before we enter into a new decade and I'm being intentional in setting my ear to hear him, positioning myself to hear him with fasting and prayer. I think it is very imperative that we, as the body of Christ, make sure those of us that are part of the body of Christ, make sure that we are in a position to hear Because God is being very specific with his instructions. And as we'll talk about a little bit today, there are some things that cannot go with us. There are some people, and whenever we say that, usually our first, our mind goes to because I'm on a different level. He's taking me to a new place and everybody can't go. That's not always the case. Sometimes it is, but it's not always the case. Sometimes God just has something different for them and something different for you. He's taking them somewhere else in him. He's taking you somewhere else in him. And your time together has just ended. It doesn't always mean they're the devil or they've let the Lord use them or you're better than them in some way. It just means that for some of us, Our time to do it together has ended. Y'all get that? So there are some relationships and some uh, connections that we have that cannot go with us into this next decade because of what God has for us. And we wish them well as they go in the direction, prayerfully, that God leads them. We wish them well. But as we will learn and talk about today, we must be about our father's business. Amen? All right. We give honor again to God. We're going to pray want you to prepare to turn to Luke, the second chapter. We'll pray. Father, I thank you so much for just being who you are. God, we honor you and acknowledge that we are where we are, standing where we stand, sitting where we sit because you are good. Lord, we have the ability to open our mouths and to be used by you to be vessels uh, for your use only because you're good, and we thank you for that. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that as our hearts are open and our minds are open to receive from you today, that we walk away with some knowledge, some strength, some insight and wisdom that we did not have before. God, let your word come forth with clarity, revelation and understanding. God, let it open up new possibilities in the minds of your people that we might do the thing that you've called us to do, that you've purposed us to do in the earth. Lord, I pray that as your word, as you speak to us, that things are awakening, that things are awakened on the inside of us, and there's a new fire to do the will of the Father that is birthed, that is ignited on the inside of us. Holy Ghost fire consume us. Hallelujah. Let your fire consume us. Holy Spirit, have your way and do what only you have the ability to do, and that speak one word and it touch every situation. So we look for that. We expect that. But we do not limit you to that. Exceed our expectations. Do above and beyond what we could ask or even think of, God. We give you free reign in this place to move however you see fit. We are open and we are ready to do the thing that you've called us to. It is in Jesus' name we pray. We know the enemy is defeated. He has no power here. And so, God, we exalt you and acknowledge you alone. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Can you just put your hands together for the Lord? (laughs) Glory to God. Thank God again for all of you being here. Thank God for all of our visitors, our family, friends, members, all of you all. We're thankful that you're here. And we really do believe, we believe that if you're here, then that means what you need is where harvest? It's in the house. If you'll just be open to receive it. Luke chapter 2 We're going to start at the 40th verse and read quickly through 52. Every intercessor, I ask you to please pray, pray, pray. Starting at 40, it says, And the child grew and waxed strong in strength, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Now his parents went to Jerusalem every year, of the feast of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up to Jerusalem after the custom of the feast. And when they had fulfilled the days, um, as they returned, the child Jesus tarried behind in Jerusalem, and Joseph and his mother knew not of it. But they, supposing him to have been in the company, uh, went a day's journey, and they sought him among their kinfolks, kinfolks and acquaintances. And when they found him not, they turned back again to Jerusalem, seeking him. And it came to pass that after three days, they found him in the temple, sitting in the midst of the doctors, Um, but hearing them, both hearing them and asking them questions. And all that heard him were astonished at his understanding and answers. And when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why hast thou thus dealt with us. Behold, thy father and I have sought thee sorrowing. And he said unto them, How is it that ye sought me? wis ye not that I must be about my father's business? And they understood not the saying which he spake. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. But his mother kept all these sayings in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God and man want to read again uh 49 it says and he said unto them and he said unto them how is it that ye sought me which ye not that I must be about my father's business amen want to use for the sake of having a subject today about my father's business (laughs) amen it's okay y'all breathing all right I need you to say amen or something so I know I'm talking to some people who are breathing and open and receptive to the word of God. Um, As I said before, God has dealt with me in such a different way um, in my personal life, my personal walk with him, uh, in my role as a mother, as a wife, as a friend and sister. He's just been dealing with me um, in many, many different ways, um, giving instructions um, in the different areas of my life, and more so than giving me sermons to, re- to prepare for, God has given me messages to share. Y'all understand that? from Straight from his heart to us, he's given me messages for for the believers. On last week, he told us to prepare for the rain. Anybody still remember that word, to get ready for the rain, that he would send the rain? And on last night, as I was um, watching a a video on my phone, I saw that they were declaring the same thing, and this is states away, they were declaring the same thing, the rain is coming, the rain is coming. So I hope that you take that word and you hold on to it, and in the midst of... uh, maybe going through some dry places in your life, know that the rain, the abundance of rain is indeed coming. God is a keeper of his word. He does not speak just to be speaking. Every word he sends, there is a purpose to it. It is alive. It is ready to perform the thing God has sent it to do. And so if you remain open and hold on to the word, you will experience the refreshing of rain. Matter of fact, testimonies begin to ring in on last week about uh, places in people's lives that had been uh, once dry or there'd been no productivity or whatever. that was now activity. God was opening doors. He was doing things The favor of the Lord, was in full operation and demonstration in people's lives. So if you remain open, you too will see the demonstration of the rain in your life. Somebody say, get ready for the rain. So as God, I do believe this, that as God has began to deal with me, in a very different way, that I'm not the only one who's experiencing this. I believe for the, those that um, have set their hearts to be used by God, who have set their hearts to hear from Him and do the thing that He's called them to do, the thing that's stirring in your spirit that you uh, can't necessarily put a word to or can't put words to, that thing that's stirring, there's something on the inside of you that's awakening, something that was perhaps dormant, something perhaps you didn't even know there God is beginning to stare up on the inside of you anybody feel that You feel a stirring on the inside. You can no longer be comfortable. You can no longer settle where you are because there's something on the inside of you that's saying more more that's making you hunger for more and more and more. And I'm telling you, if you are uh, in tune in any way, if that resonates with you in any way, you ought to set your mind to obey everything you feel and hear from the Lord. Amen. So I have always been a passionate, been passionate about being a pusher. And that's one who supports another in finding and walking in divine purpose. I get such joy out of seeing people who were once so unsure about themselves. And I think part of that is because I walked in that place a long, long time for myself, myself, where I was unsure of who I was, not just in God, but in general. I was unsure of who I was. I struggled with low self-esteem. Theme and, and didn't have any confidence for a very, very long time. I didn't see my worth until my relationship with God was strengthened, and I began to see myself through his eyes. There's a boldness that comes when you recognize who you are in God. There's power that flows when you recognize who you are in God and who he is in your life. Are y'all with me? And so I'm passionate about seeing this awakening. Y'all hear me say that a whole lot because that's what he's dealing with me me on I, I i it's passionate i get excited to see uh, things awaken on the inside of people, people who were once in one place and you begin to see them flourish, hallelujah and walk in the thing that God has called them to. Someone who was once afraid to grab the mic who now grabs the mic with with boldness and courage and declares the thing that God has given them to declare. That brings me joy and there's this longing, there's this longing that I feel to somehow help you understand what's taking place. My assignment today is to bring clarity to those that can't quite put words to the things you are experiencing spiritually. You just know you are actively, even right now, as you sit here and you hear me speak, and you hear the words of the Lord, even now, you feel a churning, so to speak, in your spirit. Even now, you feel something awakening on the inside of you. The fire, hallelujah, of the Holy Spirit Spirit uh, stirring something on the inside of you and unrest and uneasiness. So my assignment today is to bring clarity and even through a process that's causing you to change in ways that extend beyond what you've even prayed for. Woo. You don't even have. You didn't even have the mind to pray for what you are experiencing. I know you prayed for the more of God. I know you prayed to be connected to God. I know you prayed to be used by Him to to be free and and free to worship Him and free to praise Him. But this feeling, this thing that is taking place on the inside of you, it extends what you prayed for. It extends what you.
1: It bypasses what you expected from Him. Am I the only one? there's an excitement and a joy you remember when you first gave your life to christ how you were on fire about the things of the lord it was jesus in the morning jesus in the noonday jesus in the midnight hour jesus was on your mind the will of god was on your mind you could not rest until you knew more about him you were a lover of his word you spent hours in times of prayer fasting was your lifestyle come on you remember when you first surrendered your life to him you could not wait to tell somebody about the goodness of Jesus what God says I'm not taking you back to that I'm taking you to a place that's beyond that Ooh, that's good news to me because I don't know about you but I hunger for the more of him I thirst for the more of him I'm not satisfied with where I am it's real good and I thank him for visiting me where I am but I also have enough sense to know that there's more to who he is and as much as my mind is able to fathom hallelujah the greatness of God I want to go there wherever he wants to take me the deep that is in him the heights that in him I want to go the power that he says is rightly mine to walk in I want to walk there not that I might be glorified not that I might look wonderful but that he might be glorified every way he promised and planned to use me I want to be the vessel that allows him to do just that that others might run saying what must I do what must I do to be saved i want what's on your life i want to know this god you sing about this god you preach about this god you talk about this god you worship this god you praise i want to know about him what let what does your life speak
0: does your life speak god is good and that he's worth knowing does your life speak that I'm sold out, that I, I must, I must, I must. I've got to be about my father's business. Amen. Look over, tell somebody i got to be about my father's business. Come on, tell them one time while I drink some water. Tell them again. So my assignment, and I'm really trying to hold it together, but my assignment is to bring clarity and understanding to the things some of you are experiencing now. Have enough sense to know that it's not for everyone in the room. I'm not offended by that, I'm not offended if you texting on your phone, I see you. I'm not offended if you're distracted, if you're nodding off, I'm not offended at all. Because I realize that this word isn't for everybody. And it doesn't mean, it doesn't mean you're less than, it just, just means it's not for you. All right. So my assignment is to bring clarity and understanding to the things some, some of you are experiencing now. And so the first thing, that he wanted us to talk about was, you're experiencing transformation. Oh, I like this. You're experiencing transformation. What is transformation? Transformation is change. Transformation is is is, a, uh, is defined as a thorough, or dramatic change in form, our appearance. And there are some of you who are going through a rapid, a rapid, dramatic change, and you can't put words to it, and everybody's, uh, people around you are misunderstanding you they say that you're acting funny that you're being different but what you what you can't rightly express to them and what they can't comprehend is that no 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 I'm not acting funny but there's this change that's taking place on the inside of me hallelujah that I can't put words to and because there is an inward change that's taking place my appearance is different my desires they are different and there are some of us in this room today. Day who are literally going through spiritual transformation. Woo, it's happening in me and it's happening within Pastor Kareem and uh, we see it happening within you all I can look out and I can see the change I hear conversations your your conversations with me have changed your desires to do the will of God has changed there's an awakening that's causing transformation on the inside of you we see it we hear it uh, that's why some of you are, are, are un, 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 unable y'all pray that's why there are some of you who are unable to be okay where you were because I'm changing and I no longer fit where I was. That no longer uh, uh, satisfies me. The place where I once was. The friends I once had. The places I used to go. They no longer satisfy me the way they used to. There's a new hunger. There's a new thirst that has awakened
1: on the inside of me. And it's not even really a choice of mine. I must. I i've got to i've got to allow this transformation to take
0: place there's a transformation in your mindsets your minds are being made new you no longer think the same way your desires are different the things even this guys even it goes this far for me i don't know about for you but even the things i desire to eat are changing the way i desire to live my life the things i desire to watch that's changing the
1: things I I allow in my ear their beginning to change. It it no longer feels right. And it's not necessarily that it was an evil thing. It just no longer fits the place I am now. That doesn't mean I'm greater. It just means that the greater one is doing something greater within me. Somebody shout transformation.
0: There's been supernatural growth and maturity and what does that mean that means it has been it has been at such an exceeded rate literally did a baby just scream back at me (laughs) literally where I was last week I'm not there today seriously it's as if God purposely, intentionally,
1: strategically places me in the midst of conversations that spark an idea and I can't let it go. Literally, I can be driving down the street and I can see a sign and he'll give a whole message. Come on here. Oh God, just from looking at that sign, literally someone can call me and ask me a question, one simple question and I hang up and from that question, things, ministries, and ideas are birthed from that. He strategically
0: places me in environments where there's an awakening. And I couldn't put words to it and I couldn't do it and I couldn't make it up if I tried to. I couldn't do it in my own power and in my own strength if I tried to. He's strategic in where he's placed in you and who he allows you to be connected to and who he allows to speak into your life, who he allows in your space. And you've got to be sensitive. Oh, God, you've got to be sensitive on who's sent from God, who's sent from the enemy, and who your flesh chooses. Because we blame a lot of stuff on the flesh, on the enemy. But it's your flesh, sweetheart. It's you, boo-boo. You you made the choice to let him in. You made the choice to let her in. You're blaming it on the devil. The devil is busy. The devil know he's on my track. The devil know he's trying to... No, 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 no. No, he's not trying to get in your house. He's in your house because you opened the door. So we have to be sensitive on what the enemy sins, on what God sins, and what my flesh allows in. So transformation We're changing and they looked for Jesus where he usually was in our text they looked for him where he usually was hanging with his family or with his friends but he was no longer in that place oh god have mercy scripture tells us in verse 40 that he was already growing in strength and wisdom and grace he was already different he was already evolving before their very eyes yet they looked for him to remain the person he used to be There are some people that are used to and okay with you being who you were. There are some people who won't be able to handle who you are now. There are some people... Who should be able to recognize
1: who you are in the spirit, but they won't be able to see you. There are some people who know what Mary knew, Joseph knew, what the Lord, what God had said about Jesus. They knew, yet they were surprised when he began to evolve into them. So there are people who have walked with you for years,
0: who have known you for years, who would be amazed at the transformation.
1: People God wants you to
0: speak into your life will be scratching their heads at who you become. So you can look to what you're used to as confirmation. You can't look to the voices that you're used to hearing as confirmation. Lord, have mercy. You better know within your knowing. You better know if no one ever confirms, if no one ever agrees, if no one ever uh, walks with you and, and, and agrees with you on what's taking place in your life. You better know for yourself what thus said the
1: Lord for you. Because there are people who, hear me, there are people who are familiar with you who love you who have walked with you who are perhaps in your family people that you call your friends that will mishandle the call on your life because they aren't able to see who you are they just knew who you were there's a saying that says you don't know me you knew me You don't know who I am now. A wonderful, wonderful change has taken place in my life. And I'm not what you're used to talking to. I'm not who you're used to hanging with. My desires have changed. My mind has changed. And there are some people, and you got to be okay with it, that won't be able to handle it.
0: So they looked for Jesus to be in the same place but he wasn't, and they were surprised. And just like Jesus, there are some of you who need to let people know your testimony has changed. My testimony has changed. You don't have time for the foolishness that used to get your attention. And can I tell you something? Don't get offended when they try to remind you of what you did and who you were and where you used to be and what you used to like. I want you to let them know, yeah, you're right. I used to be there. Yeah, you're right. I was over there. Yeah, you're right. I did do that. I was that. Yeah, you're right. I'm guilty as charged. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me. You didn't hear wrong. Yeah, boo-boo. That was me. That was me then. But I need you to take a good
1: look at me now. Because if you're so focused on my then, you're going to miss my now. Lord have mercy. If you keep looking at what I used to be and what I used to do and the mistake I did make and the mistakes I did do, you're going to miss what's taking place in my life now. You're going to miss an opportunity to see the hand of God at work. Hallelujah. In the life of somebody who just had a mind to serve surrender somebody who just had a mind to say yes lord yes to your will yes to your way it don't feel good all the time but yes lord i don't understand all the time but yes lord sometimes it get a little bit lonely but yes lord so don't focus on my then take a good look at my now hallelujah and you'll see the hand of god at work on an imperfect vessel you'll see the hand of god at work on somebody who failed and had to get up not one time not two times but time after time after time and his goodness his grace and his mercy they allowed me time after time to get up shout yeah that was me
0: yeah I did it yeah I said it what you heard yeah it's true But that was me then, this is me now, hallelujah. You're gonna get a crook in your neck, you keep looking back, you better straighten that head up. You're gonna mess around and trip over something looking back. Okay. So, I don't know how you would explain it, but for me, for me, it's like a fire that's burning on the inside. Uh, it's like something that won't allow you to rest. It's something that you must do. You, you go to sleep and you dream about it. You wake up and it's stirring in your spirit. You have conversations and time after time, it's coming up in conversation. When you're sitting and trying to watch a television show, there are even things that spark it in your mind as you're watching uh, your little talk shows or whatever. There are things that still bring it to your mind. And i love the fact that Jesus said I must be about my father's business must I must I must that means I don't have a choice that means there's a compulsion almost I gotta do it I can't help myself there's no joy unless I do it and I know for you in this room the awakening that's taking place
1: on the inside of you it makes you not want to do it but you have to do it you must do it you can't rest unless you say it You can't rest unless you do it. You can't rest unless you become what he's calling you to become. There's no peace unless you yield to the will of God. There's no joy unless you find yourself in the will doing the thing he's called you to. I must become what he says. I must do what he has instructed me to do. I must work the work he's given me to work. Jesus said I must be about my father's business.
0: I don't have a choice in the matter. And as further demonstrated when he finds himself in the Garden of Gethsemane, oh God, as he said, if it be thy will, take this cup from me. But in the same voice says, nevertheless.
1: Because he was yielded, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of discomfort, even in the midst of knowing what's before you and him knowing what's before him. He still shouted, nevertheless. And can I tell you something? There will be times on this journey where things get uncomfortable. There will be times on this journey where things seem unfair you. There will be times on this journey where you experience some real pain, some real hurt, some real disappointments but you've got to say because you have a new mind, because your perception is different, because you now see things as God sees them, you've got to be able to say nevertheless. You've got to be able to say I don't like it but nevertheless. It hurts nevertheless. It doesn't feel good but nevertheless. I'm lonely but nevertheless. Nevertheless, ah, oh God, I'm having to walk this thing out in isolation. I've lost some folks, but nevertheless, you've got to have a real nevertheless in your spirit. Oh, God, they don't understand me. I'm misunderstood. nevertheless, nevertheless, I've got to be about my father's business. Oh, I might lose some stuff. I might lose some folks. I might have to walk away from some places. I might have to walk in some new doors, and it might be uncomfortable for me, but nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. Not my desire, but let your desires be done. Not my way, not my plan, not my method, but let your method be fulfilled not my process but let your process be done nevertheless not my will oh god but let your will be done not my ideas but let yours manifest not my wants but let yours manifest i'm surrendered i'm surrendered not my will but yours be done shall nevertheless
0: Mercy, transformation, transformation. And when you yield to it, it changes everything. I must be about my Father's business. And that same pull to be about the Father's business is happening within you. It's happening within those that surrender themselves to the will of the Father. Now, I got to keep it real with you. You're going through the motions, ain't enough. The act of doing the will. The act of, of, of doing the thing of God is not enough. It's not enough. What do you mean it's not enough? I'm obeying him. I'm doing what he told me to do. Because if you're doing the act without a surrendered life, it's just an act. If you're doing the thing without your heart been surrendered to him and there's no relationship. It's just an act. The Academy Award goes to. It's a waste of time. I always say this. If I ain't going to be real about it, I'm going to out there twerk it up. I'm going go out there turn the bottle up. I'm going to live this lit life. If I ain't going to be real about it, I ain't going to waste my time faking it. Yeah. Yeah. But if... I want what he's spoken concerning my life, if I want what he has purposed for me, I'm talking about for me, if I want that, then relationship with him is a must. I can't afford to compromise in my life. I can't afford, that don't mean I'll be without mistakes. That don't mean I won't have times of getting it wrong, but I can't afford to compromise, to knowingly compromise, and allow sin to be a way of life for me. If you want everything we've talked about thus far to be so in your life, then there are adjustments that you have to make. As he's dealing with me, there are, there's a greater level of sacrifice But I don't always want to do. Sometimes I want to eat the cake out of me. Sometimes I want to go. Sometimes I just want to watch T. I just want to watch Netflix the whole 10 episodes, right? Of whatever show I want. But he calls me to study. He calls me to pray. He calls me to go in my closet, he calls me to fast, he calls me to to lay on my face, he calls me to not answer my phone, come on. When if I'm honest, I really just wanna get my popcorn and watch Netflix all day. So there's an adjustment that is necessary. There are some changes that are necessary. If there are triggers, in your life, things that trigger you. Come on here, uh, baby, help me. There are some triggers. She, she just graduated with her, uh, help me, y'all. You know I be losing my words. Her psych certification specialist thing. Give her a hand. But if there are triggers around you, things that trigger you to go back, trigger you to do what you have been freed from, why would you continue to let that in your life? If you know you can't help but sleep with him, why you stay with him or her? If you know drinking is a problem, why are you always at the club? And you ain't just at the club in the corner, you at the club sitting at the bar. If you know you've been doing good without talking to him or talking to her, why you ain't block that number? So when they call cuz when you see the number, you I'm just going to tell you, you're going to answer. W Y D? Nothing. You have to adjust because What he's called me to means more to me than you. What he's trusted me to do, what he's had confidence, what he has confidence in me to do, the the plan that he has for my life in the earth means more to me than your approval, than whether or not you like me. And if I can be real honest with you and I mean this, it means more to me than my relationship with you. You have to adjust. And I sense the Holy Spirit because we have three or four more things, but I sense this. I'm going to share with you this. Y'all come back next Sunday, okay? Is that all right, Pastor Corrine? Y'all going to come back? Y'all ain't coming. I have to do this. I feel it heavy in the room, and I want to say this. I pray that you don't allow pride or shame to keep you from receiving this, okay? This is something that he, I must say today. So I want to talk for a moment to those who might not be experiencing some of the things that we talked about. Some of the things that God has declared in this room today. And God's message to you, y'all pray for me because I'm already about to cry. God's message to you is surrender and you will. Surrender and you will experience what it feels like to be free from that. Surrender and you will experience the joy that we sing about and we jump around in the joy of the Lord. We sing in the joy of the Lord. Surrender and you will experience the change in your marriage in your finances, in your life, the way that you've been crying out to. But I can't express to you enough how important it is to yield to the leading of the Holy Spirit. I'm almost pleading with you. That's what I feel in my spirit, like a pleading, like a begging. For you to allow him to fill you and use you as he sees fit. I can't say enough how important it is to completely surrender your life to the will of God. And for some of you, there are some things that absolutely have to go before you enter the new year. There are habits that you have, struggles, mindsets, and some people that you must release before this year's end. Whew, you must be in the proper place, doing the thing God has called you to before this year ends. You must shift your mindset and see those things as the hindrances they are placed in your life to be. Now I want you to hear this. Um, God was very clear in this. God said there are some things that are in your life that you've been praying and asking for him to remove. There are some things in your life you've been asking him hallelujah to take away to heal you from it to deliver you from it. And God told me to tell you that those things have released you, but you have not released them. They no longer they no longer have a hold on you, but you're holding on to them. And y'all, I have to call some things out in the house today so you can walk in freedom because of what God has for you, because what he has for you, the believer, in this next decade. They can't flow in your life with the junk you're holding on to. The power of God, the goodness of God cannot be released in your life. While these things remain, while those things remain. The spirit of fear. I want to just say this too the altar is open. If at any point you feel led to come to the altar, to kneel, to stand, whatever, you just come. But the spirit of fear can't go with you, the spirit of lust. That has called some of you, and it's in the room today, God was very specific on what to call out. The spirit of lust that has caused you to crave pornography. To operate in and be okay with premarital sex. To surrender to the struggle of homosexuality. That abuse that has caused you to have a difficult time connecting to people in some way has distorted your view of what love really looks like. You can't even receive it. You can't even give it because you don't even know what it looks like. The abuse that you have experienced whether as a child or in relationships has changed your idea of what love looks like. You've settled for something that is beneath what God has for you. And God is saying you gotta release it. It doesn't have a hold on you but you have a hold on it. He wants to Heal you so that you're able to recognize what love looks like. So that you're able to recognize what you do or do not deserve. Because there are some in this room today, your self-esteem has gotten so low. You've been beat up so much that you've just settled for what it is. It is what it is. Take it how I can get it. Take it as it comes. But God says that's not the life that he's purposed for you. It's not the life that he created you to have. It's not the experiences that he set in place for you. The emotional and physical and sexual abuse that you have experienced has caused you to struggle With your identity. God's freeing power is here today. It is His desire that you see yourself the way He sees you. It is His desire that you know who you are the way He knows who you are, that you love yourself the way He loves you. It is His desire that you walk in freedom from the thing that literally torments you. God wants to heal the heartbreak. And free you from it once and for all. The guilt and the shame that you have allowed to control your life. God says you can release it today. The guilt and the shame of giving in. And the guilt and the shame of. The mistakes you've made, the wrong you've done, the choices that you've made have held you bound for so long, but God wants to free you. He wants you, he has created an atmosphere for you to be able to release that and walk in freedom. So you must release it today. You must release them today. After today, there will be some conversations you will have to have. Your spiritual life, hear this, your spiritual life will be affected by how you proceed. The things of God have to mean more to you than that or them. You must surrender completely to God. And God said you've been trying to do it in your own strength and you can't. But he wants you to know today that he can. And he wants to. Everybody stand.